Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. Like we mentioned last week, we knew eventually we would watch Loki and who knew it would be this soon, but here we are. We both watched Loki and we're here to talk about it. But first, TV news. Uh, Jordan... Did you watch the new trailer for the Love is Blind after the altar? I did. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I had something at one point marked for to talk about this to you with you Mm -hmm. and totally forgot. So I'm really glad you're bringing it up. I only saw it mentioned in like some news sources because of the crossover with like the too hot to handle girl that shows up with Damien and like I've never watched Too Hot to Handle so I don't totally know the backstory there but wow so then I had to search out the trailer and it looks good I know I'm actually excited (laughs) (laughs) like I didn't even realize that we were getting this yeah very excited yeah I'm excited to see where everyone is did you see Especially now that you've watched it, that they finally said that Dairy Girls season three will air <gasps> early next year. No, I did not see this. And like, since I was late to the Dairy Girls game, I was like, I'm not even positive if there's going to be a season three, but apparently there is. And they said it should begin filming by the end of this year and should be released in early 2022. So very good news that's amazing can't wait i saw pen 15 is releasing an animated special and i'm very excited about it it looks like it'll be very cool I haven't even really read up that much on it. I'm sold from just that idea. But mm-hmm. the like the little picture that I have of the animation is so funny already and good. So mm-hmm. such great news. I read that it uh, picks up exactly where season two finale. Because uh, remember how season two was like a mid-season finale? It's not the full thing. Which I had forgotten oh, about yeah. until I was reading this. Yeah, the animated special picks up exactly where that ended. But wow. then there's still regular episodes that'll premiere later in the year. But this wow. drops on I love August that idea. 27th. Me too. Amazing. I haven't heard about this for a long time, so I forgot. But I now I remember that it, it was going to exist, is that BJ Novak is... Uh, doing a comedy anthology series for FX. Um, now it has a title and um, has like stars attached to be in it. Yeah. And so it's going to be called The Premise. And um, some of the people in it are going to be Ben Platt, Tracy Ellis Ross, Daniel Day Kim, Lola Kirk, Jermaine Fowler, Ayo Eddie Beery. Um, all- oh, and apparently these... Wow, this is just like, I woke up from a coma and all this old news is old, but already <laughs> attached, apparently, were Lucas Hedges, Caitlin Deaver, John Bernthal, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, Bo Bridges, 
So it's like very stacked with a lot of names and um, it's probably going to be really funny. Yeah, I'm very, very intrigued. And that's about it. I don't know anything else about it, but that many great people, BJ Novak and the FX Hulu duo, a bunch of wins for me. This is just a personal exciting note is that I just saw today that they wrapped filming um, season five of Billions, which if I think I've talked about this before, but they had to stop filming in the middle of the season because of COVID. And so they released half the season to audiences. So I've seen half of season five. But we're waiting on the second half and they just finished filming. So I'm very excited about that. Interesting. Did you like that more than like at least you got something whereas other shows just fully shut down and just kind of had to wait to release a full completed thing post COVID? Yeah, it kind of I mean, it felt pretty similar to like the Pen15 half season kind of thing. Okay. Like it. Yeah. Um. The only kind of weird part about it was like in one of the very last episodes, they totally mentioned coronavirus and it like felt very meta and weird. Like mm. It clearly was like a thing that was like well known enough, like probably in like the beginnings where it was just like, wash your hands. There's this virus. Yeah. Don't touch. And your like face. it wasn't like in your face. It wasn't in your face. I was saying face at the same time as you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Billie Eilish has like a concert uh, experience that's going to be on Disney Plus on September 3rd. And she says it's like a love letter to Los Angeles. It looks like it might just be like live at Hollywood Bowl, but it looks very cool. And after her documentary, I'm intrigued. Um... Have you seen the new The Nine Perfect Strangers trailer for the Hulu show? Yes, I did see that. Okay. In my head, I keep getting this show mixed up with The White Lotus on that's currently on HBO Max. Uh-huh. And I feel that. So like I forgot this was even a thing. That's really all I have to say about it. I don't really know what to expect. I don't I don't know about it. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I guess it makes sense to go in with expectations, but it's like it's a book I've never read, but I do know it's the same author as Big Little Lies. And yeah, I just keep seeing things that's like the new Big Little Lies and I'm like, I think that's a dangerous yeah. thing to say. Agree, especially because like from knowing those two, like that it's the same author, I assumed that it was like another kind of drama. But I read something that was calling it like a dark comedy, and it also seems like kind of like a suspense thriller or something. So yeah, I don't know how to feel about it, but definitely, I mean, I know we'll be watching, but yeah, it's just like it is weird. And since it is like this retreat, it totally, and I haven't started White Lotus yet, but I know that's about like a hotel vacation scenario. So I totally see how same vibes stack cast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's also weird because since, because of all those things, it has HBO energy, but it's Hulu. Yes. 
So that's kind of interesting too. It's like the Hulu White Lotus. Yes. Yeah, and like I Little Fires Everywhere was the Hulu Big Little Lies. Yeah, great point. Yeah, it's just interesting. And that wasn't as good as Big Little Lies. So I'm kind of like, is this not going to be as good as HBO? We'll see. We'll see. Well, and also, if that's the case, where's Zoe Kravitz's HBO series? Because I need it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Time's I guess ticking. Hulu. I guess Hulu, she did have one. Oh my gosh. Why is that every, like, the streaming stuff is so, it's like incestuous. It's so hard to keep track of who's where, when. If we ever, if, if this podcast turns into a big deal, which it should and will, we Can't need believe to it have hasn't an office yet. wall with like <laughs> a family tree. <laughs> we really do. It, it's just going to really look like a serial killer, like wall instead like exactly. it's just gonna be chaos it'll oh, be hilarious man. well because okay. it's like the nicole kidman aspect too it just makes it so confusing mm-hmm. yeah wow very confusing we'll see uh i don't think we've ever talked about this and i don't think i knew about this but paris hilton is getting her own like cooking show on netflix I I feel like I saw a tweet that I brushed aside that someone was like, that's hot, has a whole new meaning with Paris Hilton in the kitchen or something like that. And I was like, what? (laughs) That's the extent of my knowledge on this. So please tell me more. (laughs) Well, I saw news this morning that Paris Hilton was expecting a baby. And so immediately I went to Paris Hilton's Instagram account because that's how you fact check in 2021 people. And she hadn't posted anything about it. And I was like, that's weird. But I did see that she had posted a preview, uh, a preview of her new Netflix show that is premiering on August 4th. And so I watched it and she basically is just like cooking and she's terrible at it. And like Kim Kardashian is in it. Demi Lovato's in it. Saweetie's in it and like it's pretty funny I think it'll be I think it might be kind of funny also she's not pregnant just clearing the air there okay good apparently that was wrong and like I don't know if it was confusing if people thought like she's got a bun in the oven and there was like some crossover (laughs) or something I have no idea interesting She's trying well, to make everybody listen to her podcast for the answer that she's not pregnant, but I did the dirty work mm. without listening to it, and that's what I found out. Wow. And Taylor provides these services for free. Seriously. You can Venmo me if you want. Services. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. One other baby news and then a piece of news that will lead into our top three. It feels Perfect. like we have to talk about the fact that Issa Rae got married. Yes. I didn't even and know was she like, was dating anyone. I feel like I knew she was dating someone, but since he's not famous at all, I don't, yeah. it's not something I've ever thought about outside of maybe reading somewhere that she had like a normie boyfriend. Yeah, probably um, the same. But it's also funny because like low key. Like, all the insecure people that I follow were, like, posting that they were, like, oh, I'm going to Nice, France. But, like, like some of them posted, like, yesterday, like, them dressed up. And then I saw Issa's wedding post. And I was, like, 
oh (laughs) (laughs) and like prentice penny who i've just recently followed on instagram he's been talking all like a lot recently about him and his wife going to nice because they kept being he was like oh hashtag nice for what is gonna be the hashtag i'm gonna blow you guys all up on vacation posts and i was like that's funny haha and then i was like they were going to Issa's wedding? <laughs> what the heck? That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, Issa's post even announcing her wedding was probably my dream way to announce to people that I had a baby or got married. Yes. So I, I saw loved it. a tweet. I saw a tweet today that was like um, something about like Issa truly lives the rule private until permanent. <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, wow. It's a great rule. I love it. I really do. All right. This last piece of news, more of a movie piece of news, but heavily tied to all things Girl Meets Show and this episode specifically. It really, really is. Because I I know what you're going (laughs) to (laughs) say. Well, I mean, it's about, I feel like it's about a friend of ours, a friend of the pod. (laughs) Well, drum roll, please. Uh... Michaela Cole is joining the Black Panther sequel, Wakanda Forever. And wow, am I just so pleased that she is being rewarded with that Marvel money. I don't even care Mm -hmm. that it's like Marvel, but like happy for her. 100%. Um, It just, it also goes to show, I was just saying this too. um, I have, especially with watching Loki, and just also in general, since my roommate is like a big Marvel head, stays up with Marvel, knows all the things, um, loves it. And um, I'm more casual to a little burned out on Marvel, I would say, at best. But we have a lot of interesting discussions about it. And I was like, you know, the one thing you can never really insult Marvel or critique them about is their casting. They always get like the hottest people that are up and coming yes, and do a really good job casting with these huge roles and they lock in, they, they get the talent and it really pays off. And I feel like Michaela Cole, they're geniuses for snatching her up because she's just, she's one of those, like the buzziest people in the biz right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Which is why we're going to pretend like we're Marvel executives and (laughs) for our top three, we're going to say the three people that we would hire to be Marvel superstars. Yes. So who is your number three? Well, this is maybe my longest, because I was just kind of like spitballing, like putting people in a list because as we know, the sky's the limit on whether it's like an indie person or the biggest A-list name in the world. Like, they got Angelina Jolie. They can get anybody. Truly. And so, I was trying to come up with a... Th- I, ha- I had my two other ones I was sure about. And I was like, okay, but who's my third? And I was like, who do I stand more than almost any other actor? And to- at least I don't think he's in the MCU yet. Because it's... There's a lot of people that are in it that I would be like, they're great. Oh, they're actually in a movie already. Yeah, and I was I actually landed- thinking that we needed, there needs to be a website where you just type in someone's name and hit enter and it tells you if they're in a Marvel or not. 
Yeah, or like if because sometimes people have been cast and like we don't even know. Well, and it's, it's crazy. like they could even have just been like a really small side part. Yes, which is very relatable to probably one of the top three best parts of Loki that we'll have to talk about. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so lo- very long b- build up to who I chose for my number three. I said Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great I feel answer like, thank you it's kind of shocking he's not in it already and I think it's like when someone gets cast in Marvel movie you're like oh they're gonna have to get jacked like Kamel Nanjiani for example yes and but what we don't have in the MCU for all of these movies we do not have a body diversity yep and I wouldn't say that Jack Black needs to change a damn thing about his physique um also he's like in great shape he is like a crazy he's always jumping around like he can do plenty of action he's proven himself in many types of genres and i feel like i think sometimes the marvel humor they need some like something to shake it up and i think he would bring a very different comedic energy to the mcu well, and like, no one in Marvel is, like, a legitimate comedian, really. So, that's it doesn't, like, play out as yeah. funny as it probably could. So, I think that's that a great point. That is an excellent point. <laughs> two <laughs> great, both are good two points. great points. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I feel really excited about this casting, actually. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. Along the lines of, like, diversity... I chose Asia Kate Dillon. They're the non-binary actor from Billions and Orange is the New Black. And I feel like they would be perfect and would kick some serious ass. You're so right. Remember when you said that they were in Orange is the New Black and I I couldn't remember or place which character they specifically were? Mm-hmm. And I looked them up in a uh, very scary character. I think that uh, they would do amazing in the MCU, either as a hero or as a villain. They're very, yeah. very I feel like they could intimidating. play either, either role and be perfect. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Because you know what is also interesting? Um, that's a really good point to bring up, um, like, all kinds of diversity. Because... Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no, there's barely, I think they are just now talking about that maybe there will be an LGBTQ character or something, but not even actors. I typically in the MCU right now, like there's so many actors and I don't even really know of any leads for sure. No leads that identify as LGBTQ. Yeah. Well, even Loki, it was like huge in the news about how Loki's by. And really, that was like a, that was like a one line mentioned in the, in the show. And like, I even, I had fallen asleep yes. and I was like, woke up and I was like, oh, I think that was that one line where it alludes to him being bi. Like, I should rewind that and watch that. And I rewound it and I was like, oh, that was it. And yeah, so yeah, I completely like, be just that, that alone was such a big deal in the news that like, imagine if there was someone who was actually LGBTQ and 
I also saw that Laverne Cox is kind of trying to get it, and I support that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Is it weird that I just got, like, goosebumps? I know. It sounds perfect. I just feel like she... There's just some people that, like, have a powerful presence that should be in a superhero movie. And, like, Laverne Cox is one of those people. Exactly. Wow, that's brilliant. Um, Wow. Obsessed with that answer. Um, Thank you. My number two... um, I picked Steven Yoon. Perfect. I just feel like he's another person that... Like, he could maybe have been secretly cast in something. I don't know. Because he's that exact level, kind of, of Michaela Cole. Where, like, he's been around and work, like, kind of, like, hustling in Hollywood for a while. But Minari really bumped him up to, like, mainstream attention, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, he's, like, young and he's hot. And, like, we're just barely getting our first, like, lead Asian role in Marvel. And, like why why stop at one you know so totally would love that great answer my number two kind of goes along with the need for more lgbtq characters and i chose andrew scott aka hot priest (gasps) wow um love it thank you i just want to see him in anything and everything right Yeah, and I think he would be great. And he was the one I definitely had to check. Like, was he ever in a Marvel before? And I'm pretty sure no. And something interesting about him, because I never watched all of Sherlock, but I know he's, like, the main villain in Sherlock, and people say he's, I mean, obviously he's going to be amazing at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think maybe he could be, like, a really trickstery type of villain like maybe yeah, he would even play point. off of like play off of loki even yeah i don't know like just like these kind of like british smart alecky guys mm-hmm. i don't know into it my number one and this is another one i mean if you know that she's been in marvel tell me because i really <laughs> I, you just trust me know. i wouldn't be the one to tell you <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think, I think a no brainer is Alison Brie. I feel like oh, yeah. she like, she's really proven her like physical abilities with glow. Um, she kicks butt in glow. She is really good, whether it's a dramatic role or a comedic role. Everyone loves her. She's a fan fave ever since community. And, um, I just yeah I just it's to me it's surprising she's not already in Marvel I yeah, really I need that website had to pause for like 30 seconds to like think through and I was like no that's a perfect answer thank Great you choice my number one is someone we just barely met but I am in love with and it's Megan Surrey from Never Have I Ever <gasps> plays the new girl I think that she is so cool that, like, she will go far and Marvel could definitely be in her future. Oh, 100,000%. You know, now that you say that, I think there's, like, some young version of, like, a new Captain Marvel or someone like that who I think is supposed to be, like, like a young 
like Indian woman, maybe a teen, but may, like definitely like a younger woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hello, that seems She's perfect right for her. She's right there. Um. Yeah, she like she was one of those people that you watch and you're just like, oh, she's like really special. Like she's got yeah. like sparkly qualities to her. Totally. Wow, that is such an amazing answer. I know we like raved about her last week, but the fact that we talked about how there's like a billion amazing new characters in season two of Never Have I Ever, but she was like both our favorites. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Just like magnetizing. Wow. I love that. So, Loki <laughs> on Disney Plus. Jordan, what were your overall feelings? I feel like we'll definitely have to get into spoilers. Definitely. Um, but overall, as a exhausted Marvel person. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> how would you rate Loki? I liked it. And I was like, like, we decided to watch it. I don't know if I would have picked it up if I didn't have to, you know, because like Loki's not a character I care about really. Um, I just like our knowledge of know. Tom Hiddleston is centered around Taylor Swift. Yeah. And like, I kind of felt weird about him ever since Hiddle Swift. <laughs> and I'm also <laughs> like. I guess I, I do have different feelings about Loki for sure after watching this show. But like in the movies, I was always like, Tom Hiddleston's a hot person. And I think he looks really bad as Loki. And so like, I was like, I just don't really, there wasn't a lot of draw for me. Um, But I would say watch, pleasantly Did you surprised. ever watch The Night Manager? I never did. I never did. And I know that it was like really sexy. <laughs> Yeah, he's like the sexiest human being alive in that. And I like couldn't stop thinking about how it was the same person. So sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, but felt like I needed to say that. It's it needs to be emphasized because there's just something about that hair that is just not his look at all. It's not natural. Doesn't look good. No. My theory is that like in real life, he's almost like a ginger. Like he has like that very coppery color hair. Yes. And the, put like a black curly wig, long hair on you. And it's just not flattering. And I also, I, I could go on. I won't. But yeah, I'm not attracted to Loki, we'll say. Especially among the, <laughs> when you're surrounded by the other Marvel cast, you know? Yes. And so I was like, okay, he's not hot. I don't care. I don't, I'm not that into this show. That was before. But I, I actually was definitely... um hooked in every episode i feel like it was rare that i was kind of like um bored especially Mm -hmm. because it was only six episodes so there was like always a lot going on um i i think my favorite parts were definitely when they're in like the time bureau like the tva stuff i liked that kind of like officey kind of stuff with him and owen wilson Mm -hmm. um so yeah, that was very long, but that's how I feel. How did how did you feel about it? Because you're like even more, maybe a Marvel skeptic than even I am. Yeah, I would say so too. Um, like there's a lot of Marvels that I've never watched. I am just like very surprised that I've enjoyed the Marvel TV shows. Okay, by shows I mean I've only watched WandaVision and Loki now, but like yeah, I've enjoyed both of those. 
200 times more than I've enjoyed ever watching any Marvel movie, I feel like. And so I just find that really interesting. And like, I think, A, it shows to me that I care more about character development than like fighting scenes and like big war stuff on screen, I guess. But that's where, that's why I think that I've really enjoyed these Marvel TV shows is because you can focus on characters and like the side characters get almost the same amount of plot lines as the main character where in like Marvel it's only about the Avengers and so also long story short I really enjoyed Loki I I will say I've seen a lot of people say they liked this better than WandaVision I don't think I did did you no, I would still say WandaVision was my favorite of the two. I, You know how much I love like an Easter egg, like trivia stuff. And yeah. instead of being like specifically Marvel Easter eggs, it was like TV, like celebrating TV. And so it was like so much fun. It felt so different than Marvel. But I think I would say, and to not, not getting into spoilers or anything yet, I think I liked the finale, like the conclusions of Loki even though it left me with like a lot of questions I liked the how the season ended in Loki better than how the season ended in WandaVision but I think that goes back to what you were just saying about how we'd rather watch characters and like acting instead of like really fake big action sequences yeah because to me that was how WandaVision just the very end that's how that was and I was kind of like I'm not as intrigued by this anymore But then Loki, there was, like, a lot of, like, conversations and dialogue and, like, acting and character stuff. And so... Interesting because we'll get into this when we get into spoilers, but the finale was my least favorite episode, and I, I think, left a weird taste in my mouth for Loki. It didn't make me hate it, but I just did not like the finale. That was, like, my biggest... Uh, thing I didn't like. Okay. Which I think I would agree with you, but I think that is just how much, especially, and we'll, we really have to, we'll have to get into spoilers soon because now we're just talking in like secrets, but like, um, cause that is most of my notes at the end and the things where I just felt like so lost was to do with the end of the season. But I think that also just shows how bored and, um, not into the finale of WandaVision I was because it was like very that was where it felt very typical Marvel and so yeah. I still and I think that why the finale like what kept me whole uh what held me in the Loki season finale was the appearance of an actor we love and seeing him be like really exciting and weird and that was fun. So I kind of like focused on that. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So um, non-spoiler reviews. Marvel heads and non-Marvel heads alike will enjoy Loki. Very fun. Great acting. Lots of great performances from a lot of fun people. And people we know and people I didn't know. I did not know Sylvie and really liked her. Mm-mm. Yeah, she was great. 
And yeah. Shall we get into spoilers? Let's dive right in. Okay. All I was going to say about the finale is that it felt way too explainy. Like, obviously, I loved seeing Jonathan Majors. That was amazing. Yes. But then the fact that they were just, like, sitting at a desk and, like, talking through all of the details, I really, it made me sad. I totally get that. It's funny, too, because I would say that that happens a lot in Loki. And, like, um, like Owen Wilson is basically explaining, like, just like sitting there talking the whole time like explaining to Loki what's this whole place is yeah. and I feel like like Owen Wilson and Gugu and Botha Ra they also did like a ton of like well you know that this is like how it is and blah 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 like all that stuff but for which like often is a big pet peeve of mine but for some reason it didn't bother me and I think that like I was almost like overly forgiving of the Jonathan Majors stuff in the finale because I was so distracted by like I've only seen him in kind of like I'm a hero I don't really show a lot of personality and he was like talking so weirdly than I like more weirdly and like quirky than I've ever seen him that I was just kind of like ah like heart eyes that it like almost I was willing to forgive that literally the whole finale was them just talking (laughs) like in a creepy castle but I I don't think that I think that, like, if I, if I were to revisit it, I think that I would agree with you and they needed something else happening in there because I couldn't tell you everything that he was saying. I was just distracted by, like, how he was saying it, if that makes sense. Kind of weird. Yeah, and I think with, like, the Gugu and Owen scenes, they were much shorter and they were usually, yes. like, uh, like, walking or, like, even just like moving to a different area or it was like one minute long where this was like, it felt Mm -hmm. like it was the entire episode and they were literally just like sitting at the desk. I think it would have been more fun to see Jonathan Major's character, like because he was so theatrical, kind of like taking them through time and like showing them how things were set up or like more visual that way. Um, I think that could have been more fun and entertaining. And I yeah, think I right. had a hard time really understanding exactly what was going on because it was just straight dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was like my main critique, I would say. And yeah, it's like even though I was enjoying it, I also agree with you. It was too much. Especially because like that whole like the Citadel place they were in was looked like it was really cool but we really only saw like two rooms of it i think yeah and it just looks so like, like the thumb thumbs room from um <laughs> kid <laughs> spy kids oh my gosh well now it's completely ruined because that is spot on <laughs> i literally was like did they use the same set i'm confused oh my gosh that's hilarious it's like they're gonna have to jump um across a far distance but it's actually just going to be like a pretend <laughs> thing mm-hmm. uh, exactly. if you've seen spy kids you'll know what i meant if you haven't that probably just sounded like nothing but whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is so funny um something oh well <laughs> i i have to bring up the fact that 
my new favorite movie that I just watched for the first time, The Matrix. Very, a lot of similarities <laughs> to The Matrix. The whole idea that, like, you think you have agency in your life, but you actually don't. And, like, willing to, like, sacrifice lives in order to maintain, like, the timeline. That's totally, totally The Matrix. And I just have Interesting. to bring that up. Um, Jordan will not stop talking yeah. about the Matrix. She's finding every single place <laughs> that she can talk about it. And um, I shouldn't be surprised that she found a place in this podcast to talk about it, but I'm impressed. But it's, honestly, it's that exactly like it. has made me more intrigued to watch it because I've also never watched it. But I'm obsessed with the idea of having agency and actually not having agency because really your agency is determined by other people's agency and I love thinking about that slash hate thinking about that so maybe I'll watch okay. it now I really think then like not just because I'm like de- so devoted to this bit of like being obsessed with a movie that is so old <laughs> <laughs> but like then you would that is I kept waiting to be bored by the matrix but no it's it I was like Wow, that really, really makes you think. <laughs> That's literally like the whole point of the movie is like <laughs> that idea because it really is wild. So highly recommend. If you've never heard of The Matrix, heard it here last, <laughs> you should watch it. <laughs> um, last. I would say, <laughs> um, I think, yeah, if we're going to continue talking about the finale i think like so where loki left me off i was here were kind of like my questions towards the end what i i felt like i was i was left in the dark that's like okay so what is this all going to mean and is this going to be like is this contained in this loki the tv series or am I am I missing out on other pieces that are happening in Marvel movies that I have missed, you know? Mm-hmm. And judging from like other research that I was doing, like just trying I was just trying to look up some like reviews and like a couple like just basic things. I wasn't like going into like the dark web on message boards or anything like that. <laughs> sure. And apparently it's like people are saying, "Wow, this is groundbreaking for marvel as a whole because already like jonathan major's character has been cast as the villain as this role he's playing is going to be the villain in like the next ant-man movie and doctor strange the next doctor strange movie and they're like and this also is opening up a multiverse and so like now they could bring in like any characters past characters could be alive again or like blah 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 and i was like huh like this is that is so much wilder than i had expected so i was like holy crap i feel like overwhelmed with this like that because people are saying like so loki is now actually kind of being like a bridge to the next marvel phase of movies and i was like huh that is crazy that is very crazy and too hard for me to think about. Yeah, I that's figured, why I was like, felt dizzy. I figured when it was Jonathan Majors that showed up in the end that like he was going to be a bigger deal in the future. So that's not super surprising to me. However, 
I was thinking like because I already knew that Loki was renewed for a second season, uh, kind of figured that it would just pick up there. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, and I knowing that stuff about like that this will directly affect maybe plot lines of those other movies it is it makes me even more intrigued like okay so then what's going to happen in season two of this one show like it it'll just be really interesting and I think a lot of like the Marvel specifically like the Marvel heads big big Marvel fans Mm -hmm. are like they're excited that this it's finally a Marvel TV show will have an effect on the movies because I feel like we've all kind of been wondering I think Disney plus shows as a whole. Cause like, for example, even like star Wars Mandalorian is very contained only to Mandalorian. Like I don't really mm-hmm. expect the Mandalorian characters to like show up in a new big movie unless they make a Mandalorian star Wars theatrical movie or something. And yeah. Like, it was like they had like the Mandalorian when they were creating it, they kind of had to still stick within the guidelines and timelines that the movie set but not vice versa. Exactly. And I feel like just from what I've picked up from like people that really follow all the, like everything Marvel so closely, it's like WandaVision kind of had some maybe things that would affect movies. Like how um, the woman who is like a kid in Captain Marvel and she was a big character in WandaVision TV show. But like, I didn't really know or see a need to have that affect the movies at all yeah and stuff like that and so it's just really really interesting that they introduce we the first time we see this big villain that apparently is something else that i didn't know while watching loki is that this villain like has this other name in like we don't even ever really know his name in loki but in all these write-ups i was reading they kept calling him kang and like knew who that was and i was like i've never even heard of that how do people know what these is things? happening it's just wild and so i was feeling overwhelmed that i was like i watched this show and i liked it and i thought i knew what was going on but apparently there's like so many implications to external things which like is exciting and and good but i was like wow so what does this mean for this series it's just it's really interesting and so it's just like it's just interesting seeing how how will disney plus stuff affect the broader disney and marvel things so i don't know it was like a can of worms when i was reading that and i was getting just way even marvel brainwashed yeah seriously it's like it's like um um not to bring up the matrix again. i knew you were gonna bring it up again <laughs> but it's like i thought i was having free will watching loki but they've <laughs> guided me back to this I, I it's like forcing me to learn all this other marvel stuff i didn't even want to know <laughs> i don't have free will <laughs> Uh, I will say I'm I did not feel inclined to Google in anything machine. because I knew that was what was going to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you're like, you're well, you're like Keanu Reeves. Then you took hmm. the red pill. You took the red Spoiler pill. Spoiler alert. I, I'm just in the blue pill. Is it? <laughs> that's something I knew before I watched it. So, 
gosh. All right. Well, anything else we need to talk about? (laughs) Um, we brought up this earlier, and we didn't want to spoil it, (laughs) not for people who like us who would actually care about this, but. Uh, <laughs> our favorite best friend Kate Berlant has a small, small role, <laughs> like seconds long, <laughs> and it's very exciting for people like us. Yeah, and it kind of just uh plays along with our conversation about Marvel castings. A question I had posed to Jordan is like, does this mean that because she was cast in this like small Renaissance fair? role (laughs) like does this inhibit like stop her from ever being cast in a bigger marvel role and like i really don't think so because i don't think anyone else would totally like know or pick up on it and there have been people where that's happened before but it's just like so interesting because marvel is so good at like picking people before they're kind of a big deal Mm -hmm. so like has there ever been anyone who's like turned down a small role because they think that they'll be big enough to have a main role later on? It's just, I had never thought that Marvel could make me think this much. Well, when I was like figuring out who, even just for our top three, I was again talking to my Marvel obsessed roommate and she was like, Oh, like I want to look up maybe people that were almost cast. And one of them was Saoirse Ronan was almost cast as Wanda back in like Avengers 2 and I guess just like earlier this year or last year she someone asked her about that and she was like oh yeah like the timing was off or something but like I would totally be down to join Marvel in another role someday or something like that and it's just like interesting especially because like I mean, I love Elizabeth Olsen. I feel like Saoirse also would have been very good. Very. But, like, imagine that alternate universe. Like, so interesting. And is there anyone who's turned down a Marvel role who, like, never got the... Because they wanted to, like, get their big break from, like, more artistic films and it just, like, never worked out? I'm so curious. It's so interesting. Um and it's it's just so interesting to think about. It's like you just said where like they pick up people before they like right before they blow up so much. Like I would say like Chris Evans, he was in stuff, but like who cared really about him? Mhm. And like even going back to like Iron Man 1, it's like Robert Downey Jr was obviously famous, but like he was all, more famous for his like scandalous life kind of up until Iron Man and now he's like the like he never even has to work again he's so rich probably mm-hmm. you know yep it's just so it's so interesting Marvel really makes you think it really really makes you think <laughs> it's like say what you will like you don't even have to like love all the movies but like it really is just this machine that you cannot pretend doesn't like have a huge say over hollywood like it's so crazy totally they marvel is the timekeepers they are Just something, I'm really something to think about from, really holding back from making more matrix references but <laughs> it's just true so uh, all right it well it's funny that they're they're like the bad guys 
then. Like. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Crush of the week? Um, I would... I actually want to say... I mean, I guess I kind of revealed this already, but, like, I was hypnotized by Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I couldn't believe how I just didn't ever see him as like a like a weird presence and like he really was being so over the top and like creepy but also like silly and it was so interesting and um like you definitely used him as a crush in the past but this was like just never like a whole new level of like wow this acting was so interesting so i'm really happy for him that he's again raking in all that marvel money and seems like he gets to have fun with it i feel like i wonder if some actors feel like are you am i selling out by like joining the biggest superhero movies in the Mm -hmm. whole history of the world but like it seems like if you're a villain it like you get to have a lot of fun with it so yeah that's totally true who is Um, your crush my crush, I'm going to go with, I watched the first episode of Ted Lasso. Have you? No, I haven't. I was waiting to binge them because I was like, weekly, gah. It's hard. I fell yeah. to pressure of society and I felt like I was missing <laughs> out. Slash um, was sick and bored and in bed and had nothing else better to do. So mm-hmm. um, I watched the first episode. And I don't know if I'll keep up with it weekly. It might be a show that's better binged. I don't know. But the first episode was good. And first of all, it's called Goodbye Earl, which is perfect. Uh, Amazing. Love it. I won't tell you who Earl is in the show, but that alone was like, oh, I'm excited. Yes. Um, Wow. But our guy, Roy Kent, looks even better, if you can believe it. Oh, my gosh. I can't even picture that, so might have to catch up myself. He's so underrated hot. Yeah, he's just, like, interesting hot. Yes. And, yeah, he really had my attention. Okay, wow. Really? You're really selling it of me at least starting the season, so. Yeah, you might just have to do it. All right, well, there you have it. Marvel. (laughs) Loki. We surprisingly recommend and had a lot to say Loki for six and a six episode series we had a lot to say (laughs) (laughs) it's so wild that we really did and and honestly I feel like we held back you might not believe it but I really feel like we did (laughs) I know it's true wow um so yeah let us know how you felt about it if you watched it how it holds in comparison to WandaVision. So there you have it. Um, We're just here to manipulate you into watching this show. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. (laughs) We'll pick your timeline. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.